Zerk's in the fourth row, back with a uh, kind of a different episode today. Um, we're going to be playing an over-under game. Uh, I'm going to be the guy asking the question, and joining me as always, Dog, you are in the hot seat. What's going on, man? Hey, yo. How's it going? Uh, so, just a quick one that we wanted to do today, just more of fun that kind of derived from like some trivia that I did a couple months back with like Conley and Joe. I thought it was a really fun part of the trivia, and I thought that this could apply to anything that we do in life. We're bringing in numbers, and you're going to want to guess what's what's the... if I'm going to give you a scenario from a movie or a stat from a movie type, and then you're going to give me whether you think it's over and under, and then we can kind of explain why. So I think it would be kind of fun for our listeners to play at home, too. So, dog, if you could give a little bit of a dramatic pause, as, as I know you, you know how to do, give our listeners a chance to guess, and then you can guess yourself. So it's a game of over-under, so <clears throat> you're going to give me a stat, and i got to guess, you know, if, if the actual number is over or under that actual stat. That's right. So if I were to say how many Oscars Leo's won uh, for best, best Director, and I would go .5, your answer obviously would be uh, over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over. So oh, you would, over. Right. So you over, say over. over. Right, right. Okay. I was more focused on the pause. You told me to pause. So <laughs> <I'm gonna focus laughs> yeah, well, all right. Not too much dead air, but yeah. Okay. Maybe like a maybe like a pensive grunt or something like that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> bread. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. Uh, All right. So but, I, uh, I'm both. I, I get it. Over under. You know, I don't have to give a certain number. I'll, so I'll, I'll plant this seed in your head just before we get into the game that I, I am trying to trick you a little bit on some of these. So when I give you the the number, you'll have to kind of think about this. I think the over and under numbers are going to be. You'll, you'll really have to think about what your answer is. All right, so okay. as why, why don't we get right into it because we're trying to keep this a relatively quick pod. Um, I started off with Oscars for Leo. That was just a test. The actual first one is Oscars that Steven Spielberg has won directly. So yes. how many Oscars does Steven Spielberg have? I'm going to set the over-under at 6.5, so you have to either say over or under. Um, going off of you are trying to trick me, I'm going to say under. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're yeah, right. Be, you're right. Yeah, because because you told me you're trying to trick me, and I totally would have said many more because of the amount of you know groundbreaking films he's done on top of you know the, the just continuously being a popular director or producer. You know, you'd think he'd have more than what'd you say, six point five. So yes. He's got, how many does he have? What's the actual? Answer? So the actual is three. The actual he only has three. Wow. And and like with the movies that he has out there, the the I'm sorry. Before I get into that, the three that he has, he got two for Schindler's List, Best Picture and Best Director, and then one for Saving Private Ryan, Best Director. And wow. like he's had movies like Jaws and uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and like. E.T. E.T. Like so many, yeah, unbelievable, like so many unbelievable movies in the last 40 years that I couldn't believe that the number was only three that he'd won directly. Now, this doesn't include people for getting best actors in his picture or these are just individually for him. 
Um, you know, so I don't think he gets credit for like any type of scores or anything like that. But right, the, the film, the film on the whole, like he would have been involved. Yeah, he only gets credit for best picture and best director, and there there might be mm-hmm. other other things that you know he that he's randomly been nominated for, but those were the only three that he's won, and I just couldn't believe it was that low. So. Maybe I shouldn't have tipped off to you that I was trying to trick you with these numbers. No, but... well, I'm your younger brother. I know you. I like that. <laughs> I'm expecting to be tricked at any point in my life. So, um... all right, all right. You're on guard. You're always on guard. All right. Well, let's get oh. to oh. let's get to the next one, and uh, we're we're gonna go with the mighty. This comes from the Mighty Ducks trilogy, and nice. so I'm excited. How many goals over the trilogy? So over the three movies. How many goals were scored in game competition? So this isn't like, you know, Gordon Bombay in an empty empty uh, ice. This is in competition, whether that's all the way from their D5 all the way up to the time that they went to like that fancy prep school. How many goals were scored in competition in the movie? And I'm going to start the over. The over under is at 50. 5-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm, wow. I mean... And that's just the Mighty Ducks, or does that include... That's just like Ducks. No. Nope. So Iceland, any goals that Iceland scored, any goals that they that their opponents you know, blew them out with, those don't count. So it's just Ducks. They score, they score a lot. There's a lot of great montages in that where they, it, it seems that they go on like a six goal. I mean, two of them are knuckle pucks. <laughs> uh, you know, it's knuckle puck time, at least... It, at least once a game, it was knuckle puck time. So you got to think he's going to score. Um, so, and how many games over three movies though? Too. Yep. I mean, so because uh, they were team, they turned into team USA. Man, so over under five zero. I'm going to say over. Oh no! I'm sorry. I no. was shocked at no. how number how low this number was. The actual number is thirty eight. Only 38 goals scored in the movies. I guess three movies. I mean, it is hockey and the the scoring is low, but actual games. I mean, there's a lot of montages, you're right, of them like uh, coming together as a team off the ice or or, uh, not not off the ice, but outside of the game Um, and just kind of, you know. There's also uh, a lot of blowouts too. Like they suck in like half of the first one. Like I don't think they score much. I was just shocked at like how low it was. If you get the chance to research this yourself, go like someone broke down like statistics and someone out there broke down like all of like the game highlights and goals and like advanced metrics for all the teams on there. It's it's actually it was kind of a fun article. I wonder how many knuckle pucks actually (laughs) went in the net because the the knuckle puck was wild. Like that was the thing. Like it would like it could break the glass behind him, even though he was like a, a. Anyways, so so just uh, just a couple of stats leading off of that, the all-time leading scoring duck was, and this this counts for Team USA and all this stuff was Adam Banks. No surprise there. Adam Banks has eight of those thirty-eight goals. And then, can you name the only player to score in all three movies in comp, in game competition? If you had to guess, the only player to score in all three. Yeah. I would have said Charlie. I'll hint. I'll give you a hint. I would have said it's Charlie Conway. It's not. I, I truly have no idea. It's one of your Bash brothers. It's Fulton. Fulton, Fulton. is the only is the only player to score in competition in all three in all three of the movies. 
Well, because he wasn't a scorer, so they had to give like he was kind of an underdog in that way. Like he was, he was a bit of a grunt. He was a basketball. Uh, he, he just had like a, a huge slap shot, right? And he like would check everyone. Yeah, that's what I mean. So he was the unsuspecting one in terms of the score. He wasn't a scorer, so they had to. They had, that that was a formula that kept providing from movie <laughs> to movie, from excuse me, from film to film. Yes, yes, yes. Classic film. <laughs> Um, that that one was a lot of fun to look up. All right, so I'm gonna do ten of these. That was two. You get uh, that's. Hang on, I just got. But Gordon Bombay is one of the best movie names that ever existed. Like who who? That's a a '90s. You know, Steven Seagal. Like not Steven Seagal, but it's just the 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 goofiest name you could have possibly come up with. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's almost as good as Emilio Estevez, but yeah, it's. Uh, you I, I think Gordon, Gordon Bombay takes the cake. All right, uh, next one. We're gonna go with a, a boy that I think, or one of one of my boys who you know I think we've talked a lot about recently on our pod, and I'm gonna ask you how old is this guy? Um, and it's Jared Leto. Um, I've been seeing a lot of them lately. We actually, this kind of was inspired to just watch the uh, House of Gucci the other night, and he's way, way over the top in it. Um, so Jared Leto's age, I'm going to set the over-under at 47 and a half. Is he older or younger than 47 and a half? I would say he's, oof, currently it's 2022. Man. I saw him live when he was 30 seconds to Mars in 2005. So okay. that is almost 20 years ago. Okay. And he wasn't, he was established at that point. He wasn't like a necessarily, I feel like this is who wants to be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> well, really your dramatic like, pause, Doug, you caught right on. You're really good. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, man, that's damn close. I'm gonna go ahead and say over. Though. Oh, you got it. You got it. Over. Yeah. He Jared Leto only because is, only because he's been relevant for quite a while now, you know? Jared Leto is fifty years old. Born on December twenty sixth, nineteen seventy one. He is sick he is fifty years old. Uh twenty sixth, the day after Jesus was born. Coincidence, who knows? Uh but <laughs> Was Jesus uh, born on then or was sin? I think we've had this conversation before, but yeah, we don't need we don't need to rehash that. <laughs> it's a pagan holiday or something. Yeah. But anyways, uh, no. But Jared, Le I mean, that's why I had to say remind myself it's 2022 because I mean I picture I'm picturing like warlords or war dogs Jared Leto or uh, you know um, <clears throat> just some of his earlier movies where because that's how I have them in my yeah head. Requiem for a Dream same like he just and he doesn't look 50 either so I was hoping I could kind of catch you on that. Um, like you figure his rock star days, that's when he was in his twenties, but he's been around my so-called life. Like he's just been around for longer than you think, but he's I think got that extra gear, like if you see him live, he's got that extra energy gear that he can click into. And he like, he's not, he's not only, you know, doing all these movies and living an active life, but you know, on stage, he comes with a ton of energy. So he's yeah. just one of those people who has, I think, He'll have young energy for a while. I think so. 50 is the new 40, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next so one. That's a good question, though. That was a good one. 
like I feel like we could do this pod uh, like forever. There's so many of these things out there, but uh, you know, it's we'll, we'll see That's how our listeners plan, like. It. That's the plan. We keep <laughs> printing these out. Um, recycled trash. No, yeah, you got a front porch there. We're going to be sitting on a podcast watching hover bikes go by. They've been people have been saying that for so long. Where everyone thinks of the future is just hover bikes for some reason, and maybe everyone is just. That's just me, but... All right. Well, for this next question, I'm bringing up the past. And I want to see if you know what the year that Mary Poppins was released. So I'm going to give you an over-under year of 1962. If you think it was made after that, you say over. If you think it was made before that, you say under. Before, under. What's that? You think before? Under. Before Before, 1962. Yes. It was not. So you are now two two for four. It Mary Poppins was released in August of two thousand I'm sorry, August of nineteen sixty-four. So you thought it was Did before. that surprise you? I mean, for me, I just when did this take place? Do you know that? Like what, is it like, is it supposed to be like earlier, like even than sixty-four? Or is it supposed right, to like, be actually it? I don't know if I've ever seen Mary Poppins. Like I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. Wow. I'm shocked by that. I, I feel like when we were growing up, that was just something that they stuck us in front of for like as a classic, as one of our parents' classics. But Oh, I'm sure. You know, I, I let me rephrase. I don't think I've seen that since maybe I was, you know, two or three years oh, old. Okay. A very young child that I, you know, I remember maybe snippets, but almost more from it being referenced in pop culture, I think more from the movie itself. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I remember it. I don't know if I could, you know, remember exact. I remember scenes. I don't know if I remember the full movie. Um, but yeah, I think I, so I, like I'm coming up with the over unders. So I'm setting the, what those are. When I look up the dates. Yeah, I was shocked to see that it wasn't even before then. But it is in color. I think the movie is in color. And I think that like 1960 was right around the time where they were. Eh. I'm, I'm making that up. I, I'd have to reference that. So I'm not they sure. Can, they, they also retroactively put color to, you know, the Wizard of Oz and stuff. Yeah. So I just assume. I mean, they're doing. I, Maddie is currently watching, and I am currently watching World War II in color. I mean, and that's live okay. footage. That was so we, we might have to rely on some of our senior listeners to uh, tell us whether or not when it was a re- released in Uncle 64. Tony will absolutely let's in, will uh, we usually get his uh, advice after these. But I'm I think sure it was though. I think the original was. Yeah, shout out to I'm Uncle sure Tony. Let us know. Uncle Tony, school us on this one. We're not, we won't. We won't tell. We won't do an over under on you know what year you think he was born in. We'll we'll save him that. But uh, I'm sure he yeah. saw Mary Poppins as a kid. Um, okay, let's move on to Daniel Day-Lewis. This is what I want to get into, you know, his his career. Mainly his career since 1998. How many movies has he made? How many full featured movies has he made since 1998? And I'm going to set the, the number at five and a half. I'm, I'm going to say under. Okay, I, then that, that's wrong as well. He's made six. And, and I would have guessed five too, dog. I would have guessed under that too. But So the, the movies that he's made since 1998 are Gangs of New York. The, a movie that I had never heard of. The Ballad of Jack and Rose. There Will Be Blood, which is in 2007. 2009, he made a movie called Nine, which I didn't know about that one either. And then two others that we did know of. Lincoln and uh, Phantom Thread. 
So he's made six movies since since 1998, which I was shocked at that number too. The, the I thought it was Gangs in New York, There Will Be Blood, Lincoln, and Phantom Thread. I didn't know of the other two. But I also feel so. That's an interesting and a great a good question because that would be a good trick to be a question. Um, uh, because um, I feel like his movies are so highly sought after that you typically do hear about them or hear about almost his process of making them or where he, so him being kind of reclusive in Hollywood, I think is also something that uh, is followed or at least observed. So you typically hear about it when he's doing, when he's doing. Well, if you think about that, it is six movies. That means he's only doing basically a movie every what, four years, five, no, not even every Mm -hmm. six years, probably. Right. And I think there was once a, a period in time where he, said that he was retiring from movies, right? And he was moving to uh, Tuscany. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's, it's like those like old that. rock bands. They, they are always like, oh, this is our retirement tour, only to do another retirement tour two years later. So he can basically, you know, whenever he wants to do a movie and people will jump at it just because of the success rate. Yeah, I got to redo that math. It's, it's, he does, on average, he does, a, from 1998, he's only done a year every, I'm sorry, a movie mm. every five years. Mm. Um, wait, six I'm, movies? I can, you, you would think being a math major, I could do simple math. So it's every averages every four years. But still, it feels like it's been forever since even Phantom Thread. So it's, uh, I don't know. Who yeah, knows? He's yeah. due. And, and again, it's usually an event, I think. When, when he comes out with a movie, it's, it's it, the studio, whatever studio is, is selling it or advertising it. They let you know well in advance that it's happening. Yeah. So that's, again, something I'm surprised when this happened. But, all right. On to right. on to the next one. We're going to go to the box office. And another movie that we've talked about often, frequently on this podcast, it was Gili. The movie Gili starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer uh, Lopez. Um, yes. The box office total worldwide money. I'm going to set the over under at 10 million. Did it make over 10 million or under 10 million worldwide? So Geely is known as one of the worst movies of all time. 2.6 rating on IMDb. 2.6. One of the lowest of all time. Right. So it's critically disclaimed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yes. That, that sounds right. I was going to say unacclaimed, but I think disclaimed. Anyways, um... Uh, but I think because as we've discussed with hate watches in our past podcast with hate watches, as well as, um, I, I guess, uh, cult, I think we discussed there might be a cult behind people who like it. So I'm going to go ahead and say over or what was it? What, it wasn't cult. What, when, when did we discuss this? Last, I feel like you bring it up quite often. But uh, yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the pod that we did, but it was, yeah, I think I think it was just like movies that we can't stand or unwatchable movies or something. Unwatchables, hate, yeah, hate, that's right. Hate yeah. watch or something like that. Yeah, all of the above, which you should go back and listen to. Yes, which are um, all featured in, prominently in our catalog, our backlog. So yeah, go back and listen to that one. But so, okay, I said it was at 10 million and you went over 10 million in the box. I'm going over. Worldwide. It is, in fact, under $10 million. It was only worldwide did 7.2 in the box office with a a $54 million budget. 
So that was so a in, major flop. Okay, so in the box office, not necessarily thereafter. Because like someone who owns the rights to it is still making money off of it. I guess. I mean, I, I didn't find those numbers, like if it ended up actually breaking even or if Ben, ben Affleck was getting any type of royalties on that. But a movie that has... Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, and at the end, spoiler alert, Al Pacino does that bad in the box office. That just speaks to how bad of a movie it really was. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. took whoever they took a bath on that. $54 million budget. So Ouch. let me ask you a question because I think I've never seen the movie. Um, and we uh, talking about bad movies. Um, we Maddie and I started to watch 10 million ways to die in the West the other day, which you know, has also been critically disclaimed. Um, so it's the Seth MacFarlane movie. And and I was watching it, and I was like, well, this isn't necessarily a bad movie. It's just it's just unremarkable. It's just not good. So you agree that there's a... Is Geely, like, a bad, bad movie? Like, so I consider QB's Halloween or the Adam Sandler Ridiculous Six. Like, that's a bad movie. But some movies are just, like... Eh, it's just, you know, So, in your opinion, is it is it a bad movie or is it just like not very good? So if I knew nothing about the movie and I sat down to watch it, I would say, yes, it's a bad movie. The You're fact what is happening. Yeah, it's just like, like this. is the, the plot is just all over the place. Like the accents are like either picked up or dropped. He like the premise is he, like she's supposed to be like a lesbian and he like turns her. And, it's bad. It's re, it's really bad. And, <laughs> and if I sat down, I would say, yes, this is one of the worst pieces of crap I've ever watched. I watched it in the light saying that someone said, you need to see the biggest piece of crap movie ever. So we almost right, watched it. Right. So I had a good time watching it because we were sitting there watching it from a comical sense. Like, this is terrible. I can't believe this was ever made. If I were to take it seriously, yeah, terrible movie. Really bad movie. Especially with a waste of all of those three actors uh, J-Lo, Ben Affleck, and Al Pacino. Like, these are A-list, A-list celebrities in their prime, and they're just doing crap. It was just crap. Gotcha. Okay. But you know what I mean in terms of when people say a movie's bad, and I think sometimes movies just don't live up to expectations and just are subpar. When sometimes when I'm talking about a bad movie, and this is for just future reference as well, I mean ones that make you just say, what is happening here? How did this... <laughs> How did this get allowed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that this would classify as that. And and the word got out really quickly that it, how bad it was because you'd think just with those three actors, you would at least break 10 million and they weren't even able to do that worldwide. Mm -hmm. Worldwide. All right, next one. We're going to go to TV this time and mainly through South Park. The episode is called It Hits the Fan. And I want to <laughs> I want to know... The number of times that the characters in a 22 and a half minute episode use the word shit. I'm going to set the over under at 150. And you got to tell me, did they say shit over 150 times or under 150 times in Night of a Million Shits? Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, when it hits the fan uh, it, and then the Night of a Million Shits is the show within the show. Or the, <laughs> right. The block, the block hour within the show. Yeah. Drew Carey. So, so the entire, the entire thing. It wasn't just the the NBC Night of a Million Shits or HBC or whatever they call it. This is in the entire actual episode. How many times was the four letter S H I T U word used? Over or under one fifty. 
Well, there's that, and at the end, the guy goes, I'm going to go ahead and say, over. You got it. You got it. You redeemed yourself on this question. Um, I mean, but that's an absurd number. It's absurd. absurd Think about like the amount of words you have to say. Just in, you get 22 minutes, 22 and a half minutes just to say, and you were, you get in that many shits. They just went so far overboard that it's, that's, I think that's why it's so funny. I think in the actual episode, they had a counter in like the bottom left-hand corner that counted how many times that they used the word. Um, Some other shit is basically allowed, like, and a, and a lot of shows, I feel like shit is the word shit is allowed. Well, it, I I think we mentioned this in our censorship, like what like depending on the platform. Part one, which part two of censorship? Yeah, on its way. Right, right, oh, sorry way. about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what what where does the FCC like have governance now? You can turn on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, HBO. Yeah. There's so many different apps out there now, and the only one that seems to be regulated is between the hours of like. 8 a.m. and like 8 p.m. on cable now. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like swearing is commonplace now for most of these shows and most of these platforms. There's no more blanking out anymore. Um, same thing with serious radio. Like some serious channels have blanked out swears, whereas like you turn, you go to FM and that's still regulated. So it's it's a whole wheeled world. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in part two. Um, Anyways, South Park the movie had 399 swears in it, not, you know, shit, whatever, all the, all the swears included. Um, and the movie that has the most swears of all time, care to guess what movie that was? A movie that you, me, and Terry saw in the theaters. Really? Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street is the number one, and well over 700, I think it was 714 swear that words. It shows how over the top it was. That <laughs> exemplifies my feelings about it. Uh, it just too- shows that if, it, if it's beating out South Park, the movie, for amount of swears, yeah, it's over the top. Okay. Funny. All right. Again, you can listen <laughs> back into another podcast that we had to, to get into all that stuff, but... Uh, I think uh, you're well documented on on your feelings on Wolf of Wall Street. All right, next is we're gonna t- we're gonna somber it up a little bit. Um, I think you and I had recently talked for a future podcast about the movie Animal House. Don't want to give any more spoilers other than that, um, but wanted to see what if you if you knew what year John Belushi died in, and is that year over or under 1980? So if it's later than 1980, you would say over. Before 1980, you would say under. Yeah, which this is, of course, before my time. So, you know, Belushi is someone I only heard that Chris Farley was alike. Um, Because obviously we're big Chris Farley fans. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that he died after 1980, so over. That's correct. Yep, he died in 1982. Um, yeah, you know what? And I think I knew that because I recently watched a documentary. Uh, we were watching a documentary on Robin Williams, and he talks about the death of Belushi and, you know, um, being into blow, you know, being into drugs and watching somebody like that who is just such a force, you know, being taken from the world. Yeah. Um, but I, as I understand, you know, uh, cocaine was so commonplace that some of these guys were getting i'm also you know coming off of watching a rick james documentary too where they're getting both of these guys uh 
the comedians and the artists getting paid and cocaine in some places and stuff. Jeez. So their habits just completely exacerbated her. You know, it's it's only it's 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 stuff that you that you hear about in the olden days. Although it's of course you know it's not. Now, yeah, the drugs are just changed nowadays. But I feel like Hollywood is less prone to those those crazy types of of partiers these days. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I would have to sit down and think about it. Uh, but um, I think yeah, there's definitely more actors have learned from actors in the past on what not to do. Um, so Belushi died at age 33. His last movie was uh, called a movie called Neighbors with Dan Aykroyd, and that was released in 1981. And I would have I would have said that he died much later in the 80s because I always just assumed Blues Brothers was like a mid 80s movie, and I guess mm. that that was like more of like a late 70s. Blues Brothers Two was released in uh, 1981, um, but yeah, died much way way too soon. Um, and yeah, so I think you are now four for eight in your guesses, if, if I'm okay. counting right. So we've got the last two here. We're going to turn it over to Tom Hanks for his career earnings. Has Tom Hanks, Hanks, Tom Hanks, has Tom Hanks earned more or less than $475 million career Jesus. earnings? Uh, oh man. It's just like that's just such a, a number so far beyond my like understanding of <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like uh, imagine as someone who works for tips in in uh, <laughs> and performs you know in coffee shops you know it's well I mean I think anyone I think you could point to any career other than a Tom Hanks career and it would be drastically drastically under what uh, what he I'm what he's made. Like, well, I'm going to go ahead and say under. Yes, you're correct, but not just by much. He doesn't, just because he doesn't have, like, he, he doesn't have clothing lines or... I, it, or it, so this I'm is not just, sure if he's much of an entrepreneur. True, you know? true. So this is, this is career earnings. Um, his net worth... His net worth is a little higher than this, but his career at earnings is estimated to be four hundred million dollars. So that is under the four seventy-five. I kept that. I mean, not that seventy-five million is a close number, but I guess relative to you know the so amount that he's earned. What's his net worth right now? So his net worth is estimated to be four fifty. So you know that's probably investments. That's probably like ads that we've never seen. That's probably what whatever. Just m- money that he's made elsewhere. His his net his Career earnings is is calculated to be about four hundred million dollars, right? Right in there. Um, you care to guess who the top uh, earning actor is of all time? The Rock. No, no, not a bad guess. It's Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is estimated um, to have have made about. Um, and this is for directing, acting, Medea. Yeah, all this. he's an entrepreneur. He like owns it. He's he's doing it all. Right, producing. How do we not talk about Tyler Perry and Triple Threats? I know, I know. We we really missed we missed out on Tyler Perry in that. Well, he's more than a triple threat. The guy's doing everything. He's just a he's a boss. So yeah, Tyler Perry is estimated to have made one billion, almost a billion dollars in career earnings. Have and you it's... ever seen a Tyler Perry movie? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, I, 
I've never sat. I've never sat through a Tyler. I've seen he's in Gone Girl. He was the lawyer, so I've seen him in a full movie, but I've never seen a Tyler Perry all the way movie. Production, yeah, I have. We, like, if we're just scrolling through Netflix and something looks good, like he has. He is Boo Two. <laughs> I've never seen. I don't even think I've seen Boo One, but no, or any of the Medias really. But um, no, this stuff. He does a bunch. He just he's got uh, his hand in almost every single like. You know, uh, I think he has new shows age. as well. I'm pretty sure he's a producer in a lot of stuff. Yeah, you would be surprised how much he has his hand in. And so, yes, I've we've we've got to the the end of a movie, and I never didn't know it was a Tyler Perry movie until after we just watched mm-hmm. it based off of what the previews looked like. I I can't remember off the top of my head what the actual name of the movie was. It wasn't like very. I don't. I think it was a straight to Netflix one. But I mean, the the man he's doing something right at at, at almost a billion dollars in in career earnings. Um, and anytime he does, anytime he makes a cameo in something like a Gone Girl or anything else, like I, I find myself liking it more than I think he was a punchline at the beginning of his career, and now he's got the the last laugh with the with the depth of his pockets. Yeah, clearly. Okay, last one here. So you are five for nine going into the final round, um, and this is the I'm going to ask you. Uh, this one's a year, a date, another year. What was the first year that a movie theater opened? The first year that a movie theater opened, I took a random number. I'm going to go with the year that uh, Graham was born in 1919. 1919. 1919. Was the movie theaters open before, so the under 1919, or was it after 1919? The first movie theater ever to open. Before. Before. So you're saying under. Yes. Okay, stick with that first one because you're right. Stick with the first one. I'll stop. I tried to get you to change your answer. I'm not not trying to trick you there. It was 1905. The Nickelodeon Theater in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania opened up in 1905. I was shocked at how early that was. What does Nickelodeon mean? I don't know. I don't know. I just have this as like a a trivia blurb here. But it was the Nickelodeon Theater in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is the first, the one that I could find that the internet recognizes as the first theater to open. And it was was Stimpy and Wren was the first show in that (laughs) Wren and Stimpy. Right. The Nicktoons started, but I think maybe a few years after that. But so I, yeah, I, I was shocked at how early that a theater was open. I mean, obviously we've heard of like the 1920s that like the Charlie Chaplin area, the Cha- Charlie Chaplin, you know, I think that that's kind of when he took over 20s and 30s. So I was thinking it was right around then. So that's why I thought that the 1919 date might uh, might spark a you know some some thought. But you got it, and it was well before then. Um, so yeah, so dog six for ten. I think that that's if if our listeners are being honest, I think you'd probably beat the majority of them. So so nice job. That's better than I. That's better than I thought I'd do. Um, although I definitely got two of my two of my guesses are like just gut guesses. I got right. So. Yeah. I actually I I do have two for you. Um, well, and spawning off of this nineteen twenties era. I, unless you had something you wanted to go right into. No, uh, no, go stop. for it. I was, no. Okay. Over, under, same rules. <clears throat> the year in Walt, the Walt Disney Corporation started. So, Disney. Okay, give me the over, under. 
1920 over under I would say Walt Disney started after 1920 should have said 30 <laughs> but yes you're right 1923. Well, so when you said Mary Poppins, I had to look it up. All right. Well, you were saying you led the question like, well, speaking of the 1920s know, and 30s, and then you gave me 1920s. So I'm going to go over. Hey, yeah. <laughs> these are off the cuff. So, yeah. Thank okay. You. Okay. And then this one is I don't know. If, I don't think I've actually given a number, but we, I've talked about it multiple times in prior podcasts and before I looked up. So the amount of times Sean Bean. Oh, who man. is Trevlin, Aragorn, or not Aragorn, excuse me. Um, oh, God. Um, uh, Ned Ned uh, Stark. Ned Stark, right. But he's also in Lord of the Rings. As I don't know why I can't think of his names right now, but that's that's bad. Okay, um, so I, I think I get what you're getting at. He's died a lot. Give me the over-under on, on deaths in a movie. Okay. <laughs> over-under... Deaths in a movie. Deaths on screen deaths. Mm -hmm. 30 over or under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Because he, he, if he holds the record, then it's got to be more than 30. I was also trying to trick you, but it's 25. Oh, you got me? So, yeah, so... It, I thought, but it is still... I thought Danny Trejo... Thing. I thought we found out that like Danny Trejo was like... Had had him beat recently or something like I didn't, that. I didn't, look, I didn't find that he's died the most times on screen. I just looked up the number and it was 25. All but, right, all right. So you got me on that. So, good, so you got... I, I went two, one for two, that's 50%. You went six for ten, so that's 60%. So nice job. Nice job on that. Um... Also wanted to, I uh, was going to bring it in from the movie theater thing, wanted to just give a, sh a shout out. Dog and I finally made it, if you if you follow us on Instagram, we finally made it back to the theater uh, to, go see <laughs> to go see Jackass 4 in the theater. The, our long-awaited re re triumphant return was to go see Jackass 4. I, I mean, I won't give you the recap. All I'll tell you is it that we great. had a... We I, had was, a I was pleasantly surprised. I went in thinking of a... It was really wasn't gonna be all that great, and it was it was it was real good. Yeah, I mean, just spoiler alert: there is an uncomfortable amount of male male nudity in it, but I think that that goes with any jackass experience. So no, this is this is probably the most. And Laura, when I told her this, she said, "Ew, our sister." <laughs> it's probably the most full frontal male nudity, full frontal male I've ever seen in a, in a movie before. It was, so it was just no, but it was really funny, honestly. We talk about, uh, um, well, we have a Jackass episode on our podcast, but like the, it really held up its essence from the original. Somehow, Matty and I, Matt Riley came with us and uh, we were discussing how like we liked the fourth one even better than the third mm. because the third one was the 3D. So they tried to do all this like camera oriented stuff for, you know, but this one, they really kind of just went back to their roots a little bit and in a way passes past the torch a little bit and that's all i'll say but it really it really kind of maintained its essence i think yeah it's surprising i i liked it more than i thought and i went in with pretty hot mid to high expectations and it we also it didn't so disappoint we also had the theater to ourselves completely and mm -hmm. there was no editing on the photo that we posted online that was lit that was us in the theater maddie took the shot and it was just we had the theater to ourselves with which I also, so I really enjoyed having the theater to ourselves, A. But B, 
it was kind of a shitty movie theater. Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. not shitty, but like an old style. Like the seats were a little bit tighter. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all this glamour, and I almost like that better. Yeah. I I, I, th- I think something about like it not being this whole presentation of lounging and like having your own lounge spot like i preferred it to be more like a concert uh it was the floors were even sticky and not a concert but you know what i mean like a show like a yeah you could you 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 walked it well granted they're not giving the 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 a1 movie theater spot to jackass in you know at a four o'clock showing you know three weeks into its release but what, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon before <laughs> yeah, work. Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. 4.30 matinee jackass show. Like, I don't think that they're given that their, their best theater uh, in the building. But that being said, I, I don't think, I think that theater was such a throwback that I don't even, I'm not even, I don't think they had an IMAX there. They didn't have reclining chairs, but it was, there was no, something kind of retro about it for sure. But, it, but they also, like we had, we were right on the, right in front of us was, you know, a, uh, railing and stuff so it's not you know it was it was you could it was just older style and and nothing flashy and it was it was a fun experience we all and it helped that you know we had to place ourselves so we could yell at the screen a little bit and yep. laugh out loud but, large, large bucket of popcorn it was it was a good time yeah no it, it, was, it was a lot of fun um that being said again i don't know what movie i can't see another movie bring Actually, the new Batman's out, so my buddies are talking about going to that. But I just that that was a good enough experience to tide me over for a little bit. Okay, I, good. It was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we're bringing you back. All right, man. Well, this was fun too. Um, uh, hopefully, <clears throat> curious to hear how you, the listener, you know, if you're playing along, how you guys did. Um, and again, if you have any other ideas, and if you like this this episode, you know, there's there's really no roof on this thing, and we can keep them coming. Out. <laughs> Where's the roof on this thing? <laughs> All right. All right, dog. This is fun. See you later, man. All right, peace. Set me up to zone out, push